Welcome to Thug Crowd Radio. Please listen to this important disclaimer in its entirety. All participants of this Thug Crowd Radio episode are characters. None of the stories told during these episodes are based on facts, truth, or reality. All works of fiction displayed during this episode that resemble real-life situations are coincidental and are not meant to serve as guides or tutorials to commit any crimes in any country. Please consult an attorney for local laws and regulations. And as always, trust your inner criminal. Okay, hello. Hey. Hey, hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, oh, how is everyone today? Well, I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Shell? Doing great. Never better. Oh, <laughs> nice. Never better. Not ever like that. Every other time was worse. We've been like that, Shell, but not being great. Right. <laughs> every other single time was worse, yes. Never better. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um so yo everybody welcome to Thug crowd uh episode 11 season two um <clears throat> we have a pretty cool show tonight uh we are talking to some um bug bounty heavy hitters about bug bounty and the state of bug bounty today and in general just their stories about things that they've been working on new techniques they might have learned um yeah so it should be pretty awesome there's a lot of really awesome knowledge here so and um thanks to uh curious rx id for subscribing thank you um before we get into the news uh does anybody have anything they want to share for this uh they did this weekend i did something very counter project i spent oh, yeah. a week entirely offline no oh, cell no radio how was it? Wild. it was it was really nice yeah. I, Tell, I us more about this. Tell us more about this IRL you speak of, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds scary. Like a crazy There's sun and grass. <laughs> Hiking. Spooky stuff. No computers. Nice. Congrats. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was the last part about computers? No. Oh. Rough. Damn. <laughs> but I highly recommend. I think I might uh, do it. Like, I've, I've been considering doing it again. I, I made an attempt at it, was not successful, but I think that's the next step in things. Nice to be forced into it. I just went somewhere where there's no cell coverage. There's a, um, a uh, I forget the type of telescope, but they block out all the FM radio around there. So there's literally nothing. Like, you don't even have a chance. Well, it's like, really... like base station research, but. Wait, you're talking about that really big one in South America? No, this is oh. U.S. based. There's a few radar telescopes. They block out a few miles around it. That sounds like uh, a nice like, feature for a hotel to have is an RF jammer. Just yeah. a Faraday cage hotel. That's they were, crazy. Uh, I never heard of this. I recall those uh, uh, 
um, movie theaters and prisons were two places I was talking about, like blocking out like cell signals. And then everyone was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then like, what if, what if emergency? Like, oh yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, where does uh, violence tend to happen in prisons? <laughs> yeah, like what if there's like a prison riot and we need to call someone? No. The the not... Or like a fire in the theater. Yeah. Like, you know, if uh, something happens to their car, like, you know, fire starts in the comms room or something, then they're totally dark. <laughs> Gotta run outside through the fire. Yeah. Oh, and thanks to uh, InfoSec for gifting a. Uh, a here once up to Bain, Uncle Danfee. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, um, that's pretty sweet, though. I'm glad to hear that you were able to just disconnect for a bit, because that's very difficult to do. Um, really hard. Especially just, like, when you're used to just not even doing anything, like, crazy online, but just, like, when you are used to, like, you know, like ordering, like, a pizza or something online, or, like, looking up, like, directions to places. Like, those are, those are things we take for granted a lot of the times. You guys know that tick you have? Like, if you don't put your phone in your pocket for a day, you just kind of start reaching for it sometimes. I mean, yeah, sure. if I didn't have my phone in my pocket, like, I start freaking out. Like, where is it? Yeah. Like, you ever have like uh, ghost vibrations? The ghost vibrations. That's oh, what I was gonna uh, say. Yeah. Or like, oh, yeah, on a water glass, and you're you think it's a notification noise. When I hear like a high enough pitch noise, I just assume it's my pager, and my head starts twitching. Where? Where? <laughs> we have neighbors, so I hear percussion, and then I presume the percussion is my phone vibrating. I'm like, ah. Your bird is too fucking cyber. It's kind of like uh, in uh, Jurassic Park, you know, when the water on the table starts shaking. Like the <laughs> <phone>. <laughs> Ka-ching! Is that a cash register? You never really sold anything on eBay, did you? What are, what are these uh, sound effects? <laughs> it's a pachinko machine. Oh. <laughs> Is it? Do you have that uh, Australian instrument? I don't know what it's called. The didgeridoo? The holiday? Yeah. It, <laughs> do you have those ones? <laughs> Can you didgeridoo? Uh, yeah. I, no. I just no. People beatbox them. It's kind of cool, but it's weird. Oh, yeah. Um... Awesome. If anybody doesn't have anything else to do, or anything, do anything else to uh, say that they share, we want to get into the news. That's the news. Get the right. news. Beautiful. Okay, so the first one we have on here, um, speaking of bug brownies, is uh, Valve, who, who now is backpedaling on their Steam bone, or the two Steam bones that were reported to them. Um, it's pretty cool, I guess, for the community, <laughs> although it's definitely an annoying thing. So the gist of the story is that Valve received some uh, some bug reports that were from people that were able to do stuff that I guess would be defined as out of scope in their normal uh, like program, but because of the seriousness of the issues of um, privilege escalation, they ended up turning it around after people got like mad at them <laughs> for it. But I think the thing that's really Good for this sort of thing in particular is just that when people do speak out about something being a bug, that a company might actually do something about it. Because there's been a lot of times when people just, I mean, everybody here knows the, the stories of it, 
of, you know, when you report something and the company just doesn't take it seriously. And it's, it's like when they have a scope defined, but you find something that's outside of scope, but is still terrible. That's you can't say, Oh, you, you know, it was out of scope, but if you still have somebody's like private keys to like their production environment, it doesn't matter what the scope is at that point. You still were able to get them, you know, from yeah. some thing. So it just get into scope. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that that's it's something that's important for people, their companies to remember too, is that if somebody does report something that's out of scope, if it is bad enough, you should triage it and not just ban them from your bug bounty program. Yeah. yeah I, well, I think there was, um, I think when we had Casey on, he was talking about like how they have a, like what they call like their make it right fund where they'll pay out for some bugs that people will say are out of scope or whatnot. Yeah, very cool stuff by them. I think that yeah. like, I, I think that both sides uh, overreacted to this situation to some extent. I think that Steam definitely overreacted by banning the researcher, but I also think that the researcher made it sound a lot worse than it was initially. Um, you know, it's privilege escalation, and that's bad, but it's not. You know, like reading the blog post, it read like it was remote code execution or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, uh, sorry, were you going to say anything? I'm, I'm kind of a fan of like talking up uh, severity in bug reports because not like I'm not, not in not in regards to like payouts or anything, but they can always downgrade a bug, but they're never going to upgrade a bug. They can mm -hmm. always go like shut yeah, up, that's that's, a, that's um, shitty, put it down, um, but or they can choose to you know won't fix or whatever, but they're never going to like change a won't fix to a critical. And this is never going to happen. Yeah. yeah also, I think that I think that if Steam had responded by saying, uh, "We're going to mark this bug as informative, and we're going to get to it," there, that would have been, in my mind, that would have been an okay response for it because there is like priorities for businesses like that. Well, like LP, like it's not as sexy as some of the other stuff, but like when you consider the number of like stations that this is on, like. Yeah, no, it's, to, to admin, like, it's a for sure. Um, but also, like, the, there's business concerns that they probably have to deal with. I don't know. I can see both sides of this because I've been on both sides of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I was gonna say, I, if this is something that like, you got to think about local public escalation, not as a bug bounty thing, because I think that bug bounty scopes in general, like, they like people want to do things that will get them the most amount of money, not necessarily the thing that will actually root somebody or be something that's actually like something that's weaponizable. Like people will talk up like an open redirect to try to get money out of something. But if they're missing out on something that's way more critical, but it's not going to give them like money, you know, people like ignore those kind of things. That's one of the only, like one of the criticisms that I have for bug bounty programs in general is that they encourage people to look at, stuff that might not necessarily be the most important aspects of a company's security. But I think also if you think about, uh, think about like hack the box or think about like anything that you have to do, like something to root something, right? What are you looking for besides misconfigurations and systems is vulnerable software that allows you to do local privilege escalation. Yeah. Like a valve or a steam client could be 
on the next, you know, hack the box or Vulnhub, you know, VM or something to, to try to do COVID escalation on, you know? So if you think about it like that, if your, if your software is that status where it can be the key to rooting a hack the box machine, that is something that you have to consider if you are, yeah. you know, kind of triage bug. Yeah. But and also, I know I've had uh, friends report LPs to bug bounty programs before. And uh, sometimes, like, the person who's reading a report just doesn't understand, like, what it is. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. it was just, like, a really weird thing where they're like, oh, yeah, this isn't in scope. It's like, no, this is actually, like, actually is, like... The concerns for like a, an application and a web app are so different that people triaging may not even know what they're doing with that. Um, I think that, but like, again, if Steam had said, we're going to accept this, but we're not going to pay you for it, I, I think that would have been a significantly better response than what they decided to do. With Steam, the other thing, like generally in gamer communities, um, you know, people in the in the you know work gamer community where they're like slightly above average user because they are on the computer all the time but they're like not afraid to install things that need keygen so i mean do we really need a steam previous just like put out like you know there was uh there was a really good story a while back actually about a u.s congressman who like they went through like his expense report and some of it was just like spending money on steam games. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that was literally the first thing I thought when I like read about this, I was like, Oh God, like, <laughs> as, as the population gets younger and younger and like people in the Senate, get, you know, younger and younger. You're well, right. Yeah. The it's like, like, the, real, like real. things not on my work machine. There's, yeah, a, there's right? a lot of different paths to getting privilege escalation, especially on Windows. So that's another aspect to this. Also, I bet you that a lot of personal users run in local admin anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's an interesting topic, though. I definitely read that article. Um, it kind of spells it out a lot better than we did here. But um, yeah, definitely something for vendors to keep in mind is that you, know, you definitely have to have a lot of eyes on something that you know, like you want to make sure or consider the fact that somebody who triages a report might not fully understand it and it might need extra help. And um, thankful that some uh, companies are able to admit that they're wrong and do something about it. Um, Isn't this asshole actually blacklisted on freaking, uh, oh, I just forgot actually the name of the company that was actually. Isn't it still blacklisted from HackerWin though? I don't, I don't think I don't so. Know. I, I, I'm looking at it right now. It, it looks like there's a lot of nuance and a lot of a lot of uh, reason to to go over the article carefully, reading it. Because uh, yeah, this is one of those weird articles where there's, I think, uh, even even just the internal um, sub headlines inside the Rs article, like uh, another researcher such shut down that implies that the researcher is like totally toast i don't know if that's actually the case though like yeah. i'm trying to look for what you're saying um did no, you, get, kick them out? you just get banned so. from like single singular programs yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay i guess we can probably talk about them all later but just like a lot of the time as well not every like, okay picture this twitter profile 
seven followers, follows 60 people, anime profile picture, edgelord name, like bio security researcher. Like this is a lot of bug bounty people. So <laughs> no, there is a lot of people who will literally just paste scan results in. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. that's also not what we're talking about here, but no, it's I, not. No, um, that's a totally different. But that's why they, that's kind of why they have like the scope is so nuanced and stuff. Yeah. You know, no, that, that, that's like, you know, there's definitely a lot of trash that they have to sift through for sure. Right. Like I, I was reading one day, like, like the other day, someone was saying that people were just like literally copying and pasting like recent like disclosures from yeah. that program back in and submitting it as a bug. Like, yeah. it's like I've literally seen where they same amount of stuff. Right, different. Like, They'll just scatter shot report and they'll leave the link the same for like another website. It's becoming a huge issue because they're doing it yeah. to uh, MITRE. Um, they're getting CVEs for things that are 10 years old uh, <laughs> by, by changing the wording on it. I think that part of it is like, I, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier is both sides have reasons to make decisions that way. Um, but I don't think that they, I think that both parties here kind of blew it out of proportion and, and jumped the gun a little bit. Well, we also don't know like what yeah. in the report, right? Like what what was said and how it was said back and forth. Like there's a lot that goes on there that I don't think we have seen and that we probably shouldn't see. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, no, I mean the reporter is giving his side valve is probably not gonna give their side. Hey, we should move on to directly. We can talk about this uh, a lot after. Um I should talk about the next story, which is space crime. Um, NASA is investigating the first crime committed in space, which is pretty cool. Um, it beat us to it. Dude, this is garbage. <laughs> this is like less than petty larceny. And yeah. <laughs> this is like petty larceny is a better crime than this. Yeah, but so I, I think what's interesting, though, we were talking about this before, is what kind of internet connection do you really have at your disposal on the international space? <laughs> Like, how are you like, able to sit there and just chill online? Well, that, Twitter that must be Twitter. pretty good. Yeah, the Twitter I mean, photography. How did all the old people stay around with those 56K modems waiting for like five minutes for a page to load? Old. No, but there was the astronaut with uh, yeah. he had CSLR <laughs> and he was taking photos like and posting them on Twitter daily. Like, they're pretty Yeah, okay. yeah, I, right, think they, I think they I mean, have at least the equivalent of a T1. Like, and they live stream as well. They live stream the ISS. Yeah. Well, like, I, yeah, I would just assume is expensive. It's not even about the speed. It's just that the data transfer is probably a lot. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if they own the infrastructure and it's marginal. Well, and so <laughs> it, just just for clarity's sake, uh, for people that maybe possibly even aren't aware of it, uh, it's the first uh, space cyber crime. Like uh, yeah. the cyberspace. Yeah, the cyberspace space crime. I think a fun question to pose here would be who has legal jurisdiction? <laughs> right, that's um, what I was thinking. The space oh, force. The intergalactic uh, <laughs> yeah. judicial well, I, authority. The Avengers. Calling calling <laughs> the Avengers. Yeah. I think that it's uh since it's um somebody in the US is pressing charges, maybe. I, that's yeah. a really difficult question. So it actually goes to 
where the crime occurred on the module, like who owns which module. Uh, so if it's like the US, yeah. And then the other thing is, the other part of it is uh, the country of origin of the person on this, that committed the crime. So in this case, yeah. it's straight up US. Well, um, the, the, you know, the crime was committed against systems and people in the United States, supposedly, right? Yeah. Well, it was but, it was against so, her, I mean, uh, right. her ex or something like that, yeah, and, right, and but, she was accessing uh, a bank account of an right. ex partner, I believe. So, who's so like, if that were lawyer for this case, like, well, like if that were to happen on her, you know, wasn't it a joint account? So, like, wouldn't they both have access to it? Well, yeah, you would think. So, there's a lot of lot of interesting questions still out there, was, but. We definitely need a space lawyer. Uh, yeah. join us the, the one show. Twitter lawyer guy. Uh, okay, but, <laughs> yeah, but like this whole thing, like so, basically, TLDR, like the crime was logged into bank account. That's the crime. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not really like in the real world anyway. Like I don't know anyone who's got like you know an ex who's logged into a bank account. They should have access to, and like that's some judge duty shit. And usually uh, they we, we we don't know though if she transferred yeah. money or anything though. She could have transferred uh, like five hundred thousand or something. No, I mean no, no, effectively no. it lets you track somebody, right? You look at somebody's yeah, history. Yeah. But oh, reading I, I, interesting. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere else that there was like um I was discussing this earlier in the week and like yeah, there was no as far as I read there was like they, they logged in and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's still like uh <laughs> what did it show up as in the logs though that made them suspicious space like <laughs> you're you currently logged in like the ip from space yeah. <laughs> nice coordinates i mean once that that'll be a, a cool uh you know like ip grabber like get someone on yeah, right there's a there's a picture yeah, somebody, somebody, somewhere where it's like uh you know, local singles near you in, you know, International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, one of, one of the 10 people that you're on the space station. <laughs> Is there even that many people up there? Isn't it like I have no, Yeah, I have no idea. Next level Tinder, yeah. <laughs> um, Single well, person. Okay, like orbit. Somebody likes you from 50 meters away. So I, I gotta say though, it's really impressive they were able to communicate at all with the ISS, given how quickly it's moving. Like that's so, um, like that's some ridiculous engineering going on there. Yeah, no. I just no. want to 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 wrap up this crazy space topic. I just want to recap an argument I had with someone online, a flat earther. This flat earther told me I've also banned them from the channel directly after. The flat mm -hmm. earther told me that the ISS live feed only works because the astronauts are actually in Hollywood and we're all idiots. So. Well, dang it. I was hoping I was smart, but apparently I'm an idiot now. I mean, that makes the engineering a lot easier. Yeah, it does. <laughs> they just go fiber to Hollywood. Yeah, it's like, oh, dude, just do the Cisco router. Just go that way, man. <laughs> it's connected to Universal the Studios. Yeah, worried about. Um, the next story that we have in here is about the, I mean, this, I don't know why this is a news story, but it's been making the rounds, so I wanted to talk about it. Um, this is sex robots with coding errors prone to violence and... <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a feature, not a bug. Ever, 
consider the fact that a sex robot could potentially harm you? Even a toy in general could potentially harm you, but a full-blown robot with crazy capabilities and like AI and you know computer vision. I mean, that's like that's the premise of like a million science fiction movies. And yeah, I remember we were talking about like Internet of Sex toys a while ago. And I said, "What happens if someone like hacks it and like ransomwares your butt plug or something?" But imagine if your, your fucking robot stripper literally pins you down. It's like. I open up the wallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare scenarios that could happen with I it. I thought the song was three minutes. No, the song's actually cut in half. It was two songs. There's, so, a, uh, no. there's a new show on Netflix called Better Than Us. It's literally about this exact same exact thing. Yeah, oh, is that, that's interesting. I'm looking at the uh, the Daily Star link that's in the uh, in the show notes, and there's a video that plays at the top. And this thing is like the the robot's talking, and I, I'm telling you, if there was a robot that was available that had the jaw capabilities that this one appears to have, it's getting nowhere near uh, me <laughs> on yeah. certain parts of my body. It's just not happening. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think yeah. the, the 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 important thing is what they're they're talking about isn't even just the security implications. It's just bad coding practices that could potentially lead to logical bugs in the AI of the um, sex robots that could actually harm you. Because if it, for some whatever stupid reason, some like debug <laughs> trigger was left in there, and suddenly it's just like biting you. Like, <laughs> they left in. That they left in so a eat corn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> eat corn cob. Who knows? Like, does anybody does, has anybody ever seen any open source code for a sex robot? No, I, I, think I have not. The new village is going to be at DefCon this year. I mean, besides some new ops people who actually spend time and effort to actually do open source sex dives, no. Yeah, mm, but it's so think about that, the amount of code. <laughs> Think about the most disgusting black box code you've ever seen that you've had unfor- the unfortunate um, displeasure of actually having to review. Um, and think about that in a sex robot. That's all I have to say. It's just really scary. To me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I feel like no sex robot would be an interesting thing to look at. I, I remember I watched a documentary about people who make sex robots on like netflix or like one of the weird channels here and there's like this this were like metal frame with like no it didn't look human at all it was like a pelvis metal frame and the guy was like so proud of it he's like oh, yeah look at I that motion he's like, he's like that was that's a real human motion and it's like <laughs> whoa that looks like it's gonna like used to cut down a tree <laughs> <laughs> Elmo without the skin on it. Uh, yeah, oh, like, like so good idea of human movement. Yep. It's, so what we're saying is that if you want to donate money to Thug Crowd so that we can uh, take apart a sex robot, <laughs> uh, just you know donate away. We have a, hey. a Bitcoin address, and you can just and the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Also, don't tweet out the Bitcoin address because apparently it gets your account suspended, which happened to me. <laughs> well, in fairness, you also did say a few other keywords that might have all gotten. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elon Musk. Send me money, I'll send you back more money. 
<laughs> it's double up. Or post your password in this thread. No, it's what it said. It's just, it's just take a selfie with your password. And this address, and then you will, uh, you'll get, you will be entered into a contest to win a free secure password. Um, it's not, not only did you get suspended for that, but I got suspended for quote tweeting saying, ha ha, look at, he got suspended <laughs> for it. And then I'm immediately suspended myself. <laughs> oh, got suspended for it too. I'm trying to to figure out which two FA number it's even going to. <laughs> was, I mean, like, like, what what the, was like, oh yeah, you're suspended from Twitter, by the way. I was like, no, like woke up from sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would say that we should hook up that um, Markov bot to a McAfee alt account, but I'm sure that it would almost immediately get banned. There's a no, lot. There's actually, forty right now. I found them all. They're yeah, all active, Herman so. found pretty much every. Oh my god! McAfee account. Um, I'll send you the list. <laughs> like, what's one more, right? We could get the Markov bot to uh, feed into the text-to-speech TensorFlow. Oh. <laughs> well, and yeah. we could pull. Oh god! We could train a bot on the other Markov bot. Crying over information. Oh man. All right. Before, before we get into too much crazy with this, let's uh, talk about another bad idea news story, which is employees connected nuclear power plant to the internet so they could mine cryptocurrency. This is what a uh, bad idea. Great idea. Man, yeah. we have so many good stories this week. A person is <laughs> amazing. Of the month, like right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so apparently in Ukraine, um, there were some people who worked at a nuclear power plant who brought, brought a couple of small mining rigs over to this power plant and just plugged them in and started letting it letting it go. Um, that is, I mean, nuke. it's a not nuke. new for people to bring and mine cryptocurrency at work. People do it on supercomputers, other power plants, and just stuff. But um, yeah, the fact that it's a nuclear power plant it was just connected in some way with it. With it of, like, imagine if you, so if anybody here works and has to do any security management stuff and you have to manage devices that are on your network and you banned, you know, personal cell phones, you banned USB devices, and then imagine discovering in your nuclear power plant <laughs> just some really shitty, shitty mining rigs that are just mining and connected to your internal land, like deep in your power plant. That's just like just everything you work for. Safe and really I mean, it's not yeah. the worst disaster that's happened to Ukraine in a power plant. Oh, I know that. But this is also something that, would, that so that that opens up a gigantic security hole on um yeah. on a power plant, which is yeah. Cool. Someone was cool. definitely shitting themselves when they saw that. Also, yeah. I like the fact that it was for like the article says like there were like nine cards in total that they were like yeah. using, like. <laughs> Well, like, I like literally, the, like such a small yeah. amount of power. Like that you're like. Can you imagine yeah. them just be like, hmm, who's going to notice us just taking a little bit of electricity? <laughs> so much yeah. of it. It clearly costs nothing to produce. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened. Oh my that, god! That, what it happened in Russia in 2018? Apparently. Oh. Uh, they rested At another nuke the nuclear center. For using the supercomputer to mine your Yeah, so we were just saying, yeah. So, it's, um, yeah. Oh. You get for a little bit of hydrate when it's nuclear powered. For a little bit of context, like CG miner, for example, like the 
those ASIC miners, like the bit main ones, the base, well, at least last time I looked, uh, are a beagle board that's running like uh, DDW, the OpenWRT with like a Lucy web interface and like connected to the ASIC array. And it's running CG miner in screen. So like, and the RPC ports are open. You like, you just, the if they do put the ASIC miners in some place like that, they are definitely vulnerable. And that RPC is like, Juicy, um, free shells for everyone. <laughs> Nuclear this shells. Was this, yeah, right. Was this <laughs> the was this the uh, set of miners like a year or two ago that that everybody was talking about on Twitter? Uh, I don't know. I wrote a blog news article somewhere about it, but mm-hmm. they have they upgraded since then. These are I haven't looked at the latest models. This is like also yeah, these but, were. These were the guys were using actual computers with actual cards in them. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're probably still running uh, either like like CG miner or something as well. Or yeah, the, the, the miner or something as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're running some some shitty code that they obviously have never looked at. So it's really yeah. as root, by the way. So at, looking at the article, there's two things that stand out to me, and that's that the uh, Ukrainian Secret Service is the one who like basically busted down the doors to seize these things. So they must have, they must have gotten either. I wonder if like how they got tipped off to find these things. Like it's possible standing within their, of like critical infrastructure. Like I know that the U S does that with um, voting machines because they're just so distributed. Wait, uh, what was the first part of that? I, it's possible that the their government is doing scanning of like critical infrastructure. Oh, oh my God! And yeah, maybe maybe the ports were just open. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say like the way that generally when you have a remote miner somewhere, you have RPC accessible. I mean, not necessarily open on the internet. Like don't like if you want one tip about remote mining, do not put the RPC port open to the internet. But um, wow. oh, that's how most people check like the hash rate if it's still running, if it's locked, whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, in terms of stuff that you should be monitoring on the network, nuclear power plants is up there. But yeah. also, like I can imagine that, uh, I bet you that uh, at least a, uh, some nuclear power plants have systems for reporting to governments, like a yeah. awesome place for how to do that. So one other thing that's in the story that is probably the most important part, and it, it it takes away, I guess, a little bit of the fun, but it's the reality is that the equipment was found on the power plants, administrative offices, and not the industrial control network. Uh, so, but how, how far away are those, really? Well, they're usually just separated by a door, usually just by a door or two, and uh yeah there there's at least in i think uh the united states canada mexico um there's some standards that are pretty rigorous and you like really better be following them and that includes no no uh connectivity whatsoever between them yeah you you would assume that layer 1 is like separated but then like there's all crazy yeah. stuff like like air gapping through like, you know, the system, like system bus radio type shit, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see this happening at, at, at any plant 
it easily yeah, could happen in the yeah. at the administration. I don't, skid, I don't think a skid is riding like a nuclear, uh, you know, air, air gap <laughs> jumping like fucking radio thing, but uh, maybe someone that had enough time, effort, and want. It certainly uh, would be a. Yeah, I mean now now the cat's out of the bag, right? So <laughs> yeah. now the APT are gonna focus on uh, backdooring uh, CG minor or whatever, <laughs> just so that they can God, get that that one other. <laughs> their one day TTP. Um, yeah, if you check the chat, um, <clears throat> Hermit posted some uh, some interesting things from Granoise with uh, nuclear in the name. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the next story that we have here, uh, speaking of just bad, bad shit, just fails, um, this uh, ISIS fighter was killed by a drone bomb that he was operating after it ran low on battery and flew back. So this is just another thing. That I saw. <laughs> it was just like the most funny <laughs> thing that I've seen in a while. Oh, um, love this I Yeah, this is... I don't even know. So basically, this person was flying a drone and it ran out of battery and it just phoned home and <laughs> it flew right back to him and blew him up and killed him. Well, it was it, doing it to like, protect the integrity of the drone so that it didn't crash. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> you wouldn't want your bomb I mean, to crash, would you? <laughs> yeah. The story's it, wonderful. Uh, yeah, so I mean... The lesson is if you're well, actually, I shouldn't do any lesson. Never mind. There's no <laughs> no lessons to be learned here. Yeah, if you want to kill people and commit acts of terror, just go fucking die. Just right. Yeah, like, do it yourself. Yeah. Like, I mean, he did. To no, be honest, no, he took your advice and died. So <laughs> really elaborately. No good way to I'm gonna shut up. If we look at the past and we look at when uh, kids were making like fireworks and stuff. Like, how many of those kids are missing fingers? Now ramp it up. That could be you. Don't do it. Well, yeah. And don't join ISIS either. Just stay away from ISIS. I hear they're, I hear they're not that good of people. Yeah. They're pretty bad. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I guess they... Yeah. Like Imagine guys. this guy, like, with so, his fucking controller that's constantly updating his fucking home location, running away from the damn thing, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go there now. <laughs> Home, I look at like, it. His, his uh, question, though, like the the, uh, the drone in the, that's pictured, um, those they're they're like not not encrypted at all, right? That's just like open traffic. Uh, I don't know necessarily if it's open, but it's it's easily decryptable by DJI. Yeah. Um, so in a way, yeah, it's it's not encrypted. I don't. I don't well, know how much. Strongly. Yeah. I don't know how much you can do with your own SDR, uh, but uh, we got to get a dot slash on here at some point. And have them school us, Casey. Definitely uh, SME for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So that's I guess like if we just quickly compare uh, the encryption on this versus like a Reaper or a Predator or like you know one of the the big big boys. Um, they're a lot harder. Well, I don't know the re uh, the Reaper is it uh, that one was yeah, sending 
That but was sending unencrypted streams back to Arizona. From yeah, what I recall. The, thing with the, the thing with the big, like, spooky multi-million dollar drones is, like, you can buy a DJI drone and kind of play with it and, you know, do some, like, security testing, but, like, it's kind of hard to buy a Predator drone to just, like, mess with in your spare time. So I don't know if they're actually a lot more secure. Well, there was, well, well yeah, one of the things is they're using the military GPS system, which is uh, not the same as the regular. G- like, there's, there's certain, like, other things that are put in place around it, I guess. Um, and then that, right. there was one country, I think, was oh, it? Like, yeah, and they landed it on the runway? Yeah, they, mm. I don't know if they landed it. I know they actually pretty much found a way to actually very kind of know how they do it because those things yeah, actually yeah. have fallbacks. But essentially what they did was they jammed the uh, military bands uh-huh. and uh, because fucking GPS is nested within it, they pretty much like let the civilian ones and they fucking created their own stream from that and made it go like, oh, okay, we're just going to go ahead and fucking crash right here now. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, I think that's kind of would have been, like, that was a while ago. So that's like a bit of a wake-up call that maybe they probably started hardening them at some point after that, if I was to guess. I would hope so. Oh, my God, you know? I also heard a conversation uh, at DEF CON. People were talking about, yeah, like, downing drones. It says that, like, the pictures that they showed of the the drone, the uh, they showed, like, the underside of it and it didn't look like it was like very clean so it's either that they like remade this like the shell after they you know like down this thing or uh you know something something was definitely a little bit suspect it was Wait, the, you're talking about the isis uh one the story we're talking about no not not this one i was like when we like they're talking about like downing drones like oh, downing government drones iran actually stole one of our us's drones yeah, well, they said I, that the pictures of it were were very whole for a quote unquote like downed drone. Well, but so I I would actually say the same thing about this drone from the ISIS uh, fighter. Like if you look at it, it's got DJ Phantom. Like I can tell pretty much what model it is. Like it looks like it's not all that messed up. Yeah, and yet was that was that the drone that they're talking about, or was that the stock footage? Uh, it doesn't, oh, it says file photo, but I, I don't know if it's a file photo of I that think it's exact drone. Photo. You're right, though. It probably isn't. Yeah. Um, so let me ask this real quick for, uh, in an info second, the chat has gifted out like five subs so far. Thanks, um, first off. And second, awesome. uh, I said that we should do a Yankee swap, um, to Plasmas, and he said shopping list, sex robot, and predator drone. Um. <laughs> Oh, a Yankee swap, for those who do not know, is a thing around Christmas where everybody gets like brings a gift and they go around in a circle and they open the gift and then um, you can swap with the whoever had a gift before you. Um, so yeah, we had sex robots and drones um, and, and uh, Bitcoin miners that plug into uh, nuclear power plants. <laughs> Great. Someone Great. give me space crimes, please. <laughs> yes. So... Uh, I guess that's a good next thing to put on our shopping list. It'll be the next story. <laughs> oh, yes. So speaking of shopping list and story, uh, this freelance site Fiverr offers illegal private spying services. I mean, this is like going to happen for any sort of marketplace. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, um, 
people are just going to start offering shit like this. But basically, there's been an investigation into by by Vice um, into um, people selling basically like malware, like spouseware, as well as like private investigator services and other just really sketchy things um, just on Fiverr. Um, there's pretty much everything that's available there. Very cheap. You can buy malware for $5 to record a uh, well, keylogger. Um, and for $400, you can yeah buy con- software that will allegedly steal targets, password, and email contents. I mean, those are, you're just selling a rat at that point for like five bucks, you know, and, and having a price uh, level, you know. But it's, um yeah, there's people who are just selling these things on Fiverr. I mean, it's clearly a place where people can sell stuff and, and make it look, you know, nice in the app, but I mean, usually it's just some really sketchy person who just will likely scam you um, if they, if they uh, even provide a service. I mean, and, and this is kind of like you would get this idea if uh, you constantly wanted, you know, you had a lot of, uh, say, DMs that said, uh, can you help me get a snap, bro? Um, you know, I've been coding HTML, <laughs> but uh, I can't. I don't have a method to get this snap, bro. If somebody sent you a lot of messages like that, then, you know, maybe you'd be like, hey, I'll, mm-hmm. maybe I was on Fiverr. I'll get snap yeah. bros forever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll find it. In case anyone didn't see. Um, I signed up for... Yeah. A... I need oh, to yeah. sign up for Fiverr. I, I think um, <laughs> it sounds really funny to look at. Like it, it, oh, it there's a lot of really funny ideas too. Like some I, interesting things you could do with it. I bought a big man Tyrone video on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah. yeah, big man Tyrone. Yeah, he's, he's the the fucking uh, Kekistan. I don't know. Yeah. He's just a, he's just a meme man. Makes videos of money. He'll say basically like whatever you want him to say for. Uh, that's not as long as it's not like too, you know, as long as it's not too unacceptable, he'll basically say whatever you want and then you just pay him for however many words it is. Make yeah. a video. So, no, I mean, how much would it cost to have him read the Thug Crowd Manifesto? Ah, uh, the opener. Uh, 50 bucks. What about, what about the opener? Well, that's a really good idea, actually. We should talk about that after. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I think Dollar VPN Club had some ideas for fi- Fiverr people, but they got banned too quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the case in point for this whole thing though is that don't buy freelance cybercrime services. Just it's never a good idea. It's never a good idea in the first place, but also it's never a good idea to do that to spy on your spouse. Like just yeah, talk, yeah. talk to your spouse. Talk to your person that you that you care about and love. Do it. Yeah. Oh. I guess at I that think, point you don't care about or love them anymore. But yeah. Uh, yeah. You really need to remember as well that like if somebody is sketchy enough to sell you this shit, they're sketchy enough to rip you off too. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, hey, give me your Facebook account password and I'll hack your ex. Well, not only that, but like if you're giving someone like access to your uh, spouse's thing like they're not going to oh, just yeah. probably just give you what it says right like yeah they're not, gonna I mean, honestly, the best bet is to just say they're going to give you money and not give you or say they'll do something for you and just not do it more likely they're going to take your money uh to do the spying they're going to spy and then say now 
in order for me not to tell your spouse that yeah, I was yeah. just spying on you, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna pay me triple that. Yeah, you know, just don't don't do stupid stuff like that and get yourself in a situation where you're gonna get uh ransomed for for committing crimes upon crimes upon crimes. Yeah. That it takes to do that, you may as well go and get help with your relationship. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of like just like you could not do that and that would be a lot better. It's just such an awful thing to do to somebody and like yeah. not really productive for anybody in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Except for the person who's uh who's on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah, making that making that money. Yeah. I, I took like two seconds to search Fiverr and found this dude who has a bunch of that kind of crap. Really? Just now? Oh, yeah. yeah, literally, I Googled, I looked up Facebook account, and it's on the first page. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I got to download nice. it. Man, if you're uh, looking for quick defer work, hit up Fiverr, though, because there's quite honestly a lot of people that are looking to pay, like, 25 bucks to have, like, malware that's really easy to remove, take mm. off of some shit. <laughs> yeah, true. But at the cool. same time, be cautioned how you sign up for it because I also get emails now every week for people asking me to do stuff for like a dollar. Like, no. Um, hey, will you do it for exposure? <laughs> no, yeah. Really. Like, I put actual professional qualifications into my Fiverr profile and people are messaging me like, hey, you want to do this for a dollar? And I'm like, I, no. I have a job. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the next story because we only have 10 more minutes of the new segment here. Um, so the next one is about people who found some uh, bugs in Nest security cameras. Surprise, surprise. Um, they're the you know, next generation, the, the latest generation of Nest cameras um, have a bunch of bugs in them. The coolest one, I think, is the uh, brute forcing of the uh, pairing code. There's just You can brute force it and then pair with the camera once the brute forcing finds the right pin. Oh, cool. um, and you can just uh, from there jump on and it's your camera. Nice. Put it on the shopping list. Yep, that's yeah. also the one shopping yeah. list. Someone else's camera. I, yeah, I have one of those. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. Oh yeah. Horrible. Fun. Disgusting. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean there there's I mean if you have something like this, uh, definitely keep up to date with the latest patches and things because there are updates that are that it seems to be able to do some firmware over the air updates which is pretty cool but yeah i mean this is the kind of thing that we see all the time even in stuff that is like nest which is very well known and has had a lot of people researching on it um there's still always going to be the stupid bug that will allow someone to look at you in your house nest, <laughs> nest was the one that uh was the same manufacturer behind the baby watcher right the guy talking to the baby yeah. mm -hmm. oh was it uh yeah i'm pretty sure that was oh, yeah. also a it, nest story isn't nest uh amazon or google or one of them i think google owns it. uh yeah google owns it, it was yeah. an acquisition of google's so uh, just a pro tip, uh, I'm, I've talked about it a few times, but I'll, I'll re-mention it. If, if a agency of any kind gets a, <clears throat> a subpoena that's, uh, 
that's broad enough, they are totally able to subpoena the microphone on those things if they're inside your home. And they now have live audio inside your house. So just uh, be aware of that. Yep. Smart gadgets are cool, but they also have mute buttons. They do. Yeah, well, yes. In many cases, it's not just live. It's also historical for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so, if I'm gonna have a if I'm gonna have a uh, a, a conversation that is, um, you know, say it's for about work, or I'm gonna be on talking to a bank, or like something like that, um, I there's certain devices I turn off, off yeah. mute, turn off whatever, because I know that I'm gonna like have to give over certain details and whatever, and like if that is, it it might not be listening, you know, it might be historical, but it's just a case of like there's a sp- if it is recording and your account is later compromised and it's like so you say um i don't know you've got your amazon alexa your echo dot or whatever and it, it overhears and it saves and there's a thing you know we talked about it uh previously where you can listen to some of the recordings that have you know go through and see what's there and people have definitely found stuff where they didn't expect it to be recorded um and it's just like you said historical so if you're on the phone and you said that you know something that triggered it and it saved it and then you out your data and then someone else just like further compromises you through to some ridiculous convenience yeah well you can disable that but i don't know if i trust that and it's it's better to just software disable you know yeah although honestly your 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 odds of the support person you know reading your social security back to you and somebody else overhearing it are much higher than your smart device if you're in your own home, I mean, you'd hope that no one else is overhearing you at home. I well, that's... no, like I've, I've literally been in a support call where I can hear somebody else's SSN in the background because they're in a call center. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, the password. Hey, Karan on here? Huh? Karan? Squeal? Everyone has stupid names right now, so. <laughs> True. I fall. So, yeah. All right. Never mind. He's not. Okay. And if everyone has stupid. All right. Well, so like, okay. So Crime that's doer. <laughs> Crime doer. Uh, you want to move on? Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. So um, we can skip over the Air 311. Basically, Nevada is going to declare a state of emergency because of the stupid Air 311 meme. Everyone's forgotten about it. Nevada. 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 So Nevada has. Government in Nevada is um, taking action to try to uh, declare a state of emergency. Although I haven't heard a single person talk about Area 51 memes, so I think that it might have died down. But that kind of shows yeah. how slow, um, like uh, you know, the red tape is. Yeah, well, also, it's just funny that like right, if you if your meme is successful enough, you could warrant a state of emergency out of yeah. That's like that's like swatting a whole county. That's like. <laughs> Jesus! Wow. Uh, like when they talk about weaponized memes, this is this is a very good example. Uh, yeah, yeah. is it? Imagine if there was. Imagine if there was like a psyop team of some kind. Oh my gosh! Yeah. To, to oh, I think that's absolutely government resources to Area Fifty One. That would be brilliant. That's the thing. Is like the government is literally having to spend actual money on uh, yeah, no, like protecting us from protecting us from this meme. Yeah, they are. 
if you look at some of the stuff that Russia has done in the past, like the the operations around using internet communications to screw with people and kind of price things on battlefields. To cause chaos. Stuff. Yeah. Like it, it's chaos like, operations. Yeah, like, like it's just a silly meme, but stuff like this could very, very easily be weaponized. Well, I mean, so yeah, if if the if the US hadn't put any effort at all, like let's say everybody just ignored it um, from a Department of Justice and all that standpoint, um, there would have been no real pushback on it, and it would have probably actually happened. Like it, they would have gotten enough people together to get maybe fifty or a hundred people. That's all it takes for there to be a, a a visual that CNN Fox can run, and then the, tomorrow or the next day, there's thousands of people there. Like it easily could have happened. And can so, you imagine, yeah. like, if it was a chaos event though, and like basically all of the resources that would have been allocated elsewhere were just like sent to area 51 on the day and there's a million useful idiots who actually show up right. there and then at the same well, time that, you just go to a bank yeah <laughs> you, you go attack where they're not right like that's a that's an incredibly uh smart approach to that kind of thing it takes like a lot of planning and you know it has to be a lot of luck to be successful with that but you could do it yeah, I guess if yeah, if you if you were uh, if you're actually tracking it and had the like, because yeah, one of the things you're talking about how much money it would waste of like to defend against, it also costs a lot of money to pull off. Yeah, um, and so the other thing is like in this kind of situation, the Area 51 thing is not. I don't feel like it's serious enough for them to like say you know oh let's put all of our resources here, but if you were to do like a you know, if you made it look like there was a legitimate threat to people's safety, you could really uh, cause a lot of havoc and use that as a diversion. Well, the problem with a lot of these events like this is all, all it takes is one idiot, right? Like, right. Yeah, that's or true. one like person who's like really into like some conspiracy shit, right? And then there's a very, very bad situation on your hands. Very you got how many people signed up for it? A couple million? Well, imagine if the meme, though, was uh, in, in the realm of the polarization between, like, Antifa and and the neo-Nazis. Like, all of a sudden, that's, like, public safety, and if the numbers grew, like, and, and it spread so quickly, people would be like, oh, shit, we actually need to get, like, riot police or something on, you know, shields. So, right, you know, well, and cocktails. riot police also escalates the situation. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now there's three games. Really bad. I mean, you look at like the the Black Lives Matter thing. I wasn't Cambria, uh, Cambridge Analytica involved in both in both sides of that conversation. Russia was. Yeah, um, you see how easy it is to like escalate an issue by pumping up both sides there. Yeah. The Swiss of World War Two. <laughs> so yeah, like information uh, warfare through this kind of meme event would be really crazy. Uh, what's our what's our last uh, what's our last news story here? Before uh, the last story was still real quick. This is four rotten packets. Such a good term. Four rotten packets. How four rotten packets broke CenturyLink's network for 37 hours. So if you remember this CenturyLink outage, this was uh, pretty cool. A lot of people were not able to get online. A lot of um, cell and uh, web communications were down. 
Um, so a lot of things were down. And it was because of four packets that were malformed and were basically they were broadcast packets that were sent out with no expiration and they would just bounce around and be forwarded to everybody and just clog up everything and just create you know additional packets from that and it just became this like recursive nightmare um i actually haven't read the full um uh post-mortem on this um but i'm looking forward to it because this is definitely something that can happen to anybody if it happened to CenturyLink, happened to an entire swat like aspect of the internet um it can happen at your work or it can happen to your systems um oh, yeah. you do things and um definitely really interesting because there's there's no matter how much we know about computers, there's still we still rely on stuff that was made like 30, 40 years ago, like defined. <laughs> and it's just gonna and that, be like, like this. The danger in this is also increasing because I think with uh, the complexity of software defined networking and like the cloud, people are just getting like not like if you look at say routing tables in in Amazon, right? Your AWS, yeah. like your EC2 instance routing table is absolutely friggin' useless. Don't touch it because you're going to just break everything. Um, or like within a Kubernetes cluster or something, you know, you, you don't, the networking is managed at a different level, but the, the networking still happens, like physical networking still is going to go back to physical networking devices. So the yeah. crossover complexity raises so much that all of a sudden something that would have been clear to see when you've got, like two Cisco 800s and a switch like is now abstracted 48,000 times. And you're like, Oh, this like broadcast got through where dumb IP tables sucks. Like, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> first of all, shout out to rotten packets report. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know that's the problem is when you have uh, right. When you have so much like, or no one understands like all of it, right? Like no one could understand all. Oh of my it. gosh! And you get so much shit. Is it great? Uh, it's just like layers on layers on layers of shit. And no one yeah. knows what's going on and how these things talk to each other. It's just all oof. bad. Bad news. Bad news bears. There's just like a lot of different. The more features you have in a system, the more things there are that people forget to configure, or things that don't work well with other things. Um, okay, so now that we have gone through all the news, we should go on a small break and come back and talk about Bookbine with our esteemed guests here. Yes, oh, very esteemed. Um, one second, here we go. Cool, cool. Um, all right, yes, thanks everybody. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, we'll just go on a quick break and we will 